What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, brought to you by thestonermom.com. That's me. I'm the Stoner Mom, aka Catherine. And I am joined, as always, by my wonderful, sexy husband. What? Blavid. You're sexy. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Blalorado. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks, smoke a little weed, relax and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture, and so much more. What's up, people? Welcome. I'm feeling pretty good. You are? Remember when we tried to record this last night? Yes. And instead we just got in a fight and I went to bed? Yep. And then you immediately came to bed with me? I did, because I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, am let's I gonna... not fight. Let's just be in bed. Let's be in love. <laughs> like, Thank you for saying that. Well, so yeah, that's, that's my couple's advice for right now. The next yeah. time you're fucking fighting, go just to go to the bed. I'm not saying go get freaky deaky or anything like just that. Just go to bed. I'm just saying go to fucking bed with your partner. And I was like, good night. Love you. I love you. I'm not fucking. I'm too fucking old and tired to fight with you right now. Yeah. Wake up. It's a brand new day. Let's start libation corner. Let's do it. Uh, so so we're libating. I have some weed. Do you remember what this was? Because I think nope. you ground it up. Oh, it's, it's Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca. Because he was trying to get me out of a depressive state yesterday. The stoner mom's been terrible with her CBD taking. So then today I overtook CBD and then passed out and slept for a couple hours. Anyway, Chewbacca, nice strain, homegrown strain. Got to get some more. That makes me very, uh, well, it can make me quite happy. It's balanced and fresh and I love it. We've got a little bong here for that. I'm going to do a hit right now. Oh my gosh, I got this new lighter thing. Oh yeah, from... uh... Oh my gosh, I don't even know the name. I'm this sorry. It's obviously not a commercial. Isn't but it it's, written on the side? It's Flickwick. Flickwick. So this is one of those lighters, you guys, that it's basically a lighter encased in like this body. And then in the body, you also put like hemp wick, a small amount of rolled up hemp wick. And then you thread the hemp wick through this thing. And then that's what you light. Colorado made hemp, by the way. So anyway, I just got these today, and I'm loving it quite a bit. You I'm like? I knew you were going to love entire it. Session. I knew you were going to love it. It's cool, man. Well, normally my my method for using hemp wick is I just always try to have a candle on hand for that particular stoner session, um, so that I don't have to constantly flick my lighter. But now, um, and find it, you know, to get my hemp wick. You know, I would just dip my hemp wick in my candle. But now the lighter has this built-in hemp wick in it and it's perfect so when you light it it just immediately lights up the hemp wick and then you use that it's pretty cool to heat up your bowl so i'm going to do another hit i'm going to smoke a lot of weed in the show today you guys smoke some weed too, because i'm drinking uh bourbon so um i'm drinking bourbon uh, and ginger beer and i smoked some chewbacca and um i want developing a tolerance i am i am and I did say last week that the bourbon that one of uh, our friends from another country, country, uh, James, yes, brought us. I said, "Oh, I'm saving that for special occasion." No, I'll never. I've already cracked that open. Pretty had, sure had, I mocked you too, and I was like, "You're not," but yeah. whatever. Well, what inspired me to do that was I went to the liquor store last Sunday, and uh, I got my Weller 12. They had been holding it for me, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "You know, I'm gonna save this." 
And I'm going to drink this. Yeah. So how do you like it? I love it. It's it's, it's very good. It's is it like, Wisconsin bourbon? It's, uh, yeah, for sure. And it tastes delightful. You know what it kind of tastes like? Jameson. It kind of tastes like Jameson or it kind of tastes like scotch. What's it called? I don't know. Um, it's <laughs> in the other room. Very helpful. But, you know. That's what, okay. But, yeah. So it's really good. So thank you, James. I am drinking a big-ass glass of wine. You're drinking your Pinot Grigio. Uh, La Crema. Yeah. Do you and like that, it? I do. And now I'm about to bust a fat dab oh. with, I don't know what this is. Mm. It's in the green container. Do you know? Is that I told you. I a don't mix? remember. It's, I think no. that's Blue Dream. It is because yep. it's in a green container. Yeah, and I was like, why isn't the Blue Dream in the blue container? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't fucking, I was just pressing so much rosin. I was giddy. So this is homemade, hand-pressed <sighs> rosin <laughs> from homegrown Blue Dream. And it's intense and potent. So is that the stuff that's like honey? Because I was <laughs> editing one of your videos oh, today and you were using it. And I, and I was like, <coughs> you said, oh, this is like honey. It's, you know, and I was like, which one is it? All of the new ones that you pressed with the with our new Rosin press at press. home um, were really honey-like. Now, when it's all collected in a small thing like this, it mm-hmm. looks dark. But when you pull it out. But when you start messing with it and like taking your dabber and pulling it out and stretching it out it's very light and honey colored and delightful i had a question for you Mm, also in that video that i was editing straight to my head you cracked open some uh concentrate that i made with the other machine and you were like oh i gotta talk to you about this later so what did it look like that was the um distillate stuff that you made that i was complaining about how it uh did it grow fungus on it or something it had some weird like like when something dries, maybe like when chocolate dries and it almost looks white or very light colored on oh. the cracks and edges. Let's get rid of As it. opposed to like a smooth glassine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I Baker's chocolate. <laughs> I wonder what happened. Um, no, it just looked weird. Yeah, you should crack it open. I, th- I swear it's like the alcohol or something. It's the ethanol that's not out of it yet. I mean, like, because I didn't know what I was doing when I made that stuff. So that was a fun experiment. Yeah. So, yeah, I have this weird distillate that's just sitting in my collection of concentrates that I'm not touching. We'll get rid of it. We'll make some. Me. I know how to use the machine now because you did actually <laughs> use some of the other stuff that I made and you liked it. I made so. it in my I used it in my Hemper video when I was yeah. like, is this the best concentrate to actually use for a paid video? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I'm doing some moonshine <laughs> concentrate right now. But you know what? That machine's really <laughs> Sorry, not made. Hemper. I mean, making concentrates <laughs> is fine with that machine. But honestly, it's really better for making tinctures. It's like. <laughs> for making tinctures and vape oil, that's what you want. Not for dabbing. I mean, the rosin press is hands down the best thing we have. I mean, I love it. We are in love with it. David's very much in love with it. I'm in love with having a never-ending supply. I really only <laughs> dab on the weekends. I should honestly be using concentrates in my concentrate pen collection yeah. that I have like during the week when I have kids. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to so what's going on with you guys, Corner. Let's do it. Um, because last week was rough for the stoner mom. It was rough. I don't know what to even say. I mean, it was like all four kids at once. I just get really burned out, um, when David is at work and I've got the four kids and I feel like I should be a singing and dancing act the whole time. And it's just constantly telling myself, this is not your job. Your mom didn't do this for you. Why do you think you have to do that for them? Exactly. Ugh, I wh- have to tell myself this kind of crap all the time. They're all so old. Even Sadie at six, like, needs to be able 
to amuse herself and and be okay. She goes to school all fucking day. Yeah. Like it's and doesn't have a freak out. So listen, one thing because you and I communicate through me editing your videos sometimes. And, oh no, okay. And yes. one thing you said when I was editing videos, you were like, "I just need permission to like you know let my stepkids just loaf around." So here I am telling you right now, we're recording this. My kids, that's all they like is loafing around. So you absolutely have permission. I want you to this next week, I want you to try to just go, go, why don't you go draw a picture or something? Like, you know, or just they'll do it. I do the same thing when I'm here. I mean, like it took me forever to get over that. But when I get home or I'm not working and I'm here and I have work to do, it's like go entertain yourself. Right. I also need to be upfront with all of the kids when I do want to work. Yeah. For so long. I mean, I've been doing the stoner mom since 2014 and I've been very successful at not fucking doing shit when they're home. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I think my kids really just to them, I don't work. You know what I mean? I'm home when they're home and I'm paying attention to them or, you know, reading shit on my phone and I'm not working and I just need to like. I need to think about like what I'm modeling, that it's okay to model that I'm working or whatever. I mean, they see my, me on my computer sometimes and I do do pretty good at telling my girls in the summer now, um, I got to get some work done. We're going to have a lazy day. Tell me what you're going to do. But yeah, it, there is a, an element of when you're with your stepkids who have a, you know, nice relationship with both of their bio parents, like I want to. I don't know. I feel like I have to be held to a, a higher standard than, than, than I would ever hold David to with regards yeah. to his own kids. Please, Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's stop. like babysitter standards. Like, okay, well, I really can't kill these kids because these ain't my kids. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yes, but listen, are we, but here, the, the, the yes. element you continually remove yourself from is that you're their stepmother. Okay, they they know that. So... Can we agree right here, right now on this recorded program that you're going to change on the second week and be more like, go do your own thing, whatever. Go play with Play-Doh. Go make a drawing or, you know, leave me leave me be for like three hours. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. That's too long. No, whatever. I mean, like, just, <laughs> but you, I mean, like, because I spend, before I go to work, I'm like, okay, look, Catherine's got to work today. So you can go to her if you're like bleeding or, you know, something. But, you know, I mean, like, otherwise, can you please entertain yourself? And they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Don't worry about it. Sadie was not pleased about your last uh, exiting of the house, just so you know. Well, that's not my fault because, I mean, she was asleep and I was <laughs> well, like. Well, that pissed her off and it really reminded me of me. I was like, ha, I, <laughs> I, woke up I feel I this like, pain, lady. I was like, I'm going. Okay. And then, like, she made a point to tell me, like, and I didn't know that you were gone. <laughs> Honey, she let the household know that she didn't I know am. that you I were am. gone. I am. <laughs> um. <laughs> But that's how you are, too. That's how I hate it. I did not know. No matter what. When I wake up and somebody who's supposed to be in my house is not in my house, I will be upset that I was not woken up. And the thing is, I'm always woken up. I do. I I wake you up and I go, you recognize that I'm leaving right now, right? I said that. I'm like, do you understand? do you understand that I'm leaving the house right now? Yes. Yes, daddy. Bye. Love you. Like that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's, I make it, and then I whip out a contract and, then and make it. And an hour later, it. I'm like, ugh. What the fuck? He didn't even wake me up. And then I get a notary. Guess and he doesn't love me. <laughs> Do you see the, the, like, how stressful that is for me? That's, that's stressful for me. She's like, what? 
guess dad doesn't love me anymore. He's not going to wake me up. I, I don't know how I became <laughs> this loved in my life by women, but I'm very thankful for it. But at the same time, it's very stressful <laughs> to try to live up to these standards. Um, I will say I took all four of the kids to the zoo. You did. And week. what else did you do? What else did you purchase? What did I purchase? A zoo membership. Oh, well, we've had that many times in my life. I know, but <laughs> so. I mean, like I knew that was going to happen. I was like... She's going to buy a membership to the first thing she goes to. And I knew that. You I bought it in the morning before I even went to the zoo. Oh, I didn't know that. I wouldn't buy it at the zoo. Um, so anyway, I did that. And I'll tell you. I love the zoo. Having a big boy like miles around is. It's something. Is it helpful? It's extremely helpful. He's going to take care of all those girls. I was looking at him next to Victoria when I was at the zoo. Victoria is my oldest. They're both 11 years old and they have one month of an age difference and they don't share parents. We're a blended family. Right. Step, they're step siblings. But anyway, um, Miles is a fucking head taller than Victoria, like a full strapping head. I know. He's a very tall boy. I'm tall. Man. And Victoria's not like tiny. No, actually, I think Tori's tall for a girl her uh, age. I think she's like, she's, she's still, she's, she is, but she's still like an inch shorter than like all of her girlfriends. Well, who cares? That's Isn't okay. That, That's all right. I had petite kiddos. Then my youngest, yep. Lizzie, is like queen petite. She is. She is eight years old and not 50 pounds. She is tiny. And she's been that way. I mean, every time they show me that growth chart that I've now had for almost nine years, because she's nine next month, I mean, it makes me laugh because it's just at the very lowest part of the growth chart, but it's always going up. What do you think she's, what do you think she's going to be four eleven, or do you think she's going to be like five two? I think she's going to be five something. I don't think she'll be. Cause you know how there's a super f- petite ladies who are like, I'm not even five feet tall, but I'm completely in scale. You mean like my mom? Like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very much in the realm of possibilities. I'm sorry. Maybe to say. She'll be, I'm going to, I'm going to guess five feet. What do you think? Uh, their dad is six feet tall, and the the women in their dad's family are not short. They're like taller than me. I'm five three, and I've said my whole life that I'm five four. But apparently, something happened, and I shrank around childbirth time. You didn't, and shrink. now I'm five three. You've always been five three, <laughs> so it's okay. Maybe I mean, I, like, oh, it's because I used to wear heels all the time. Yeah, why do you want to be tall? I mean, like, I don't want to be tall. I don't want you to be tall. Okay, well, I don't feel the need to be tall. I think you're more. I'll tell you what, though. When you're with a tall person, uh, then you start realizing how much of a shitty deal you got as a short person. What are you talking because about? Because you can't see shit. You just can't see any of it. And and it's like I have a partner giraffe that accompanies me. Like, I can look over this fence, no problem. Um, There's a bunch of shit in their backyard. (laughs) I I walked by this house in our neighborhood, like, every week for fucking years and never have seen into the backyard except through the cracks. Right. And I just not ever thought anything. And then David can see the same thing. And their fucking backyard is like, 
like it's Looney Tunes. It's bad. Yeah. It's like the dogs. That's their house, and yeah. they're paying the mortgage. Okay? And they they arrange the furniture in the backyard. And everything. <laughs> and so all of these, but these are our cardboard furniture collection. Yeah. Like chewed up everything. Like legit trash salvage. Yeah. It's bad. Anyway. But from a person your height's I, I thought view, my neighborhood normal. was just fine. <laughs> yeah. But see, I mean, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I see the horrible shit, and then I also run into things constantly. Like, that's not fun to do. So. That's just being big, though. It is. You don't bump your head onto things. All right, should we move on from what's going on with you guys? Uh, wait a minute. So that you talked about that. I took him um, to the zoo. Yeah, that was, was part fun. Of that. What else? I guess that's nothing else. We're really enjoying our weekend. I am in any way. Um, because this has been the first weekend. First of all, Catherine and I both hate change. Okay. Like we like routine. We like to know what's going to happen next. And then when things like this happen, this upheaval where there's like four weeks that are completely different. The <coughs> well, first week it's, is hell. It's really the whole summer. Like, yeah. because there's always trips, like everybody's family is doing different things. Um, so the, the kid schedule changes quite yeah. a bit. So like before the four weeks, uh, my ex-husband was out of the country at yeah. the end of summer. My girls are going to be gone for over a week. Yeah. <coughs> Your kids go to Hawaii Yep, for two weeks. We still at the end of the four weeks are going to Nevada. Yeah. To see my parents. Um, so that's it for us. Let's check in on how everybody's feeling yeah. with their stonage journey. With their what? With their stonage journey. Are you... I mean, we've been drinking and smoking for quite a few minutes now. Oh, I feel great. I mean, like, I gotta say, uh, I feel like I can smoke weed again. I can smoke weed again. Max is drinking his water, you guys, if you hear that. Okay, he's done. It's the summer. He's really hot. Oh, my God. He's stuck under the table. Oh, my God. Shit. No, he's fine. I figured it out. It's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry that chairs exist. Honey... He's a dog. He's just happy I took the lights out from yeah. his mom, mama lair. There you go. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. We had to stonedly watch the dog. So do you guys do that? Do you get stoned and then stare at your pets for way too long? Like, oh, my God, look at them. Look how cute they are. Look at them, what they're doing right now. Oh, my God. We do that all the uh, fucking time. Because we do that every day. We don't have to be stoned to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's like, oh, my God, look. We fucking love our pets. Look at that cat. Where is that cat, by the way? She's not here. I can't look at her. She's probably laying upside down somewhere on her, be- on her back. With her asshole exposed. Okay, time for Shout Out Corner. It's Shout Out Corner. The easiest way to help the show is to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to leave a rating and a review. We got a new five-star review in iTunes. We did? We did. Great podcast for stoner parents by Mateo. Remember, you read this to me. I did. Madaz is a great podcast to help remind you as a parent, it's okay to be a responsible stoner. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mateo, for giving us the review. We love it. Appreciate it so much. You guys go do the same. We will read it on the show. Read it. Just like we just did. It's like old school podcast. All the podcasts that are like big now used to do stuff like that yeah in the beginning but then it gets to the point where the their their list is their list of it's shout so outs is so long it. it like doesn't make sense anymore yeah. especially but anyway we're not there yet guys yeah, at yet. all um let's keep going let's shout out the slayers supporting us up on patreon sorry i'm trying to light i'm lighting my new thing at the same time it's like we got a new piece of technology 
this Flickwick lighter that, thing of ours. I think it's cool. Um, Chad and Terry, Texas Mama Meg, Bethann, and Jody the Alpha Slayer. Love you guys. Love you a lot. I've been putting up the podcast a day, a full day early for you guys. I hope you guys are getting it and liking it. I don't know. Let us know. So, yeah, if you want to support us on a monthly basis with a small amount, go over to patreon.com forward slash Madaz. You get the podcast a day earlier. Right? Is that right? If people start, I'll tell you what, I'll make a pledge to you. If you start getting on Patreon and pledging any amounts, I will start doing special things for you. I no. Will. I will. No. I can do it. I already know how. We don't even... What do you mean? You're making promises that you haven't thought out yet. I have thought it out. Or talked about nope, with your wife. I do. And you don't have to do anything Who is different. co-chair of this award-winning podcast. <laughs> it's award-winning, folks. Okay, well, anyway, that's it. How about somebody make us an award and send it to us? Send us a certificate. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so that way we can... It's legitimate when we say that. So we're not just blatantly lying. There's a, there's a barbecue place called Famous Dave's Barbecue here in Colorado. And they had, at one point, billboards that said... Like, they had a graphic that said, number one, blue ribbon. Like, number one barbecue. But they had no... They did not cite, like, where that came from. It was just, like, number one barbecue. That offends David because he's from... <laughs> I'm from Kansas City where barbecue is like the best, okay? It's one of the best. I mean, like, there's other parts of the country that do it differently, but we understand that, like, in the South, like Tennessee, you know, and uh, Georgia and Alabama, and then in Texas, and then in Missouri, in Kansas City specifically, and St. Louis, those, that's the triumphant of barbecue, okay? So, you know, when, when Colorado, Denver, Colorado says they're number one blue ribbon, that's just is like, what? And I want to see some, cite some examples, but no, they're like us on our podcast. They're just, <laughs> so that's why we say that because if they can say it, we can say it, right? Yes. Okay. That's it for that. And then our <laughs> House of Ben Eaton shout out. Mm -hmm. That is our membership. You guys, we have a close knit community of adult stoners who support the show, our business, cannabis, and ending the stigma. And we love them. Members have access to exclusive weekly podcasts, bi weekly sesh videos and vlogs, and monthly live sessions with me and Blavid. Learn more at thestonermom.com and click on the membership, y'all. We're going to have a live session after we record this podcast. We so sure as hell are. I'm, all of our members that want to will tune in and see our face in real time as we stonedly do this. Anyway, um, today we're shouting out our new members, Michelle, Debbie, and Kaylee. Welcome to the family. Welcome. Okay, listener letters. Email us at momanddaughterstoned at gmail.com. We might just feature your question on the show. Do we have one this week? We do. Yes. What is the best? What are the best sprays to hide the smell of weed so my kids, family, or even other people can't smell it on me? Is there something that's a nice smell, unisex, so I can stop spraying Febreze on myself and lots of perfumes? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I say something about this? Okay. Weirdly enough, someone reached out to us with a product that does this. And their their smells are like um 
you know, the dryer cleaner, the dryer sheets. and, and Fabric softener. Yeah, and that and um, baby powder. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's a thing. So, I, it prompted me to look it up and read about it. Um, but Febreze is one of the top ones. Yeah. So, for the house, I actually use the Febreze 1, which is like a one-pump spray. You just pull the thing one time and it, like emits this nice amount of air freshener. Um, I use also, but anyway, I think a lot of it has, I don't personally use a ton of sprays and I don't use um, personal fragrances like at all. I wish I was that type of person that could and did, but every single time I put on like a perfume or a scent or like a body spray or something like that, I sneeze my ass off for the whole day. Um, what are you doing? I'm just touching you. Oh my God, stop. No. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's honestly not like my body, whatever, as far as it smelling like weed, it's something I really don't think about that often. And I don't think it's a huge issue. I've talked a lot about the layout of my house, just that it's kind of an open house. And then um, if you can just get outside as much as possible when you're smoking pot, I think that a thousand percent helps so much. Like it makes a significant difference. Um, And then I would say focus on stuff like washing your hands afterwards with like a nice smelling soap, um, using like moisturizer on your hands or something like that. And then that smells good. Um, And then brushing your teeth after sashing, I think for me makes me feel like, okay, normal person. I feel fine. You can pull your hair back and stuff like that. But I just, it's for me, I think a lot of people overestimate the scent of weed, but I don't know. Maybe some of y'all live with some hyperactive smellers that are like, what the fuck's that smell or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, even if it's just a kid, I guess I could see that. Um, what else? I also have like a ozone machine thing. Mine, air restore. Mine, I know, but I'm just trying to say what it is in general so people know. Ours is the air restore. We have it in the shop, um, the stonermom.com forward slash shop. It's an expensive thing, I think, to get for your house. But people say there's a lot of, you know, nice environmental health benefits to it. And I do believe that. Um, so I do use that if I'm like really concerned or if like my kids are going to be home soon. The other thing is time. Timing, uh, focus on like really timing your sesh so that it's far, so, so that you can really plan and have some time between the sesh and when you're interacting, you know, so before your partner comes home or sometime like before kids come home from school or whatever like that, stuff like that, yeah. um, before everybody even wakes up, if like you're a family with really young kids who aren't off at school and stuff like that. It's hard and it's a challenge, but I think doing stuff like that helps, um, you know, odor in general, honest to God. I mean, because it's not odor. It's like you, your concern of other people smelling it on you. Yeah. The other thing that I use is the sploofy. Um, and those are really inexpensive and you can also get those on the, sh- in the shop, the stoner mom shop, or just online at sploofy, I guess, sploofybrand.com. I think not sure, but, um, <clears throat> that is just like a little personal air filter that, like I said, is inexpensive. You replace it every so often. Um, and you exhale your 
tokes <laughs> into the sploofy and um, that way you're not like surrounding your body with smoke. It's the same concept of, to me, like getting outside, you know, and just really filtering off your body as the smoking is happening. I think they work really well. I mean, yeah, people buy them like crazy. I'll tell you what, if you want to support us. No, go, go they absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But they absolutely do work really well. Those are effective. So if you're definitely living in a um, tighter, more enclosed space um, and you have little ones that are home all the time, get a sploofy um, because that will really help. You just exhale into it. It's so easy. Um, So do that. And then I had another thing. Oh, switching up your cannabis, your consumption method. um, If that's ever a possibility, you guys, vaporizing is so far a thousand times more like superior to smoking weed with regards to discretion and like not having fucking smoke hanging around in your house on your person or anything like that. So I do like to use uh, like um, vaporizing concentrates um, during the week as much as I remember to like using cartridges, cartridge system type pens where you're just vaporizing like a cannabis oil. The other thing that's really nice about using concentrates in that thing is that they're concentrated. So you don't have to have like a full proper stoner session Mm -hmm. to feel the effects. Um, It's like for me, like I have, a you know, like three or four good hits off of a cartridge or whatever. Are you looking at my nails? What are you doing? Oh, I love those nails. <laughs> We're still learning to live with my nails. I love them. Um, yeah, so definitely changing up those consumption methods. That's just sometimes something you got to do. Um, and it's going to be like a kind of a cost-effective way to uh, treat the odoriferous problem. Anyway, I'm sorry I don't have a specific spray or anything like that that I use. I just, I honestly can't, can't tolerate scents on my body (laughs) baby i get it but i'll like i like a really scented uh moisturizer that i can totally handle um so try that love you thanks for the question it's a great question if you guys have any tips send them in to mom and dad are stoned at gmail.com What is it now? Well, I guess this is ultra media time. Ultra. We don't have a cannabis corner. I'm frankly running out of cannabis topics. If you have any cannabis topics you would like to hear me talk about with my husband, Blavid, please send them in to Mom and Dad are Stoned and we'll talk about them. I think, honestly, people just want to hear us talk about anything. I don't think it has to be cannabis. So maybe I shouldn't have so many corners. Yeah, I don't... I corners mean, and no, doors. I think, I think they're funny. Uh, doors and corners. Okay, anyway. Oh, man, I love Miller. Okay, we, let's get into our next topic. All right, so we were going to talk about, like, our favorite... We were going to do an expanded media time. Because we love talking about media time. Um, And it, it originally was like, okay, just what's our favorite media in general? But then it was like, well, that's, like, what? Like, podcasts, music, TV, film. Everything. Everything that's media, like that's too much. So we're going to niche down and we're going to talk about music, like our favorite music and musical experiences, dumb stuff like that. And we're going to get high. I'm going to do a dab. I love How about it. you? Do you want to smoke some weed? Yeah, I do. I'm going to smoke some weed. Did I reload Uh, that? 
I think it's still good. Can I have the Flickwick or whatever it's called? So what's the first topic do you want to discuss on Media Time Ultra Edition? Okay, so I would like to start. I nominate starting with our first buying music experience. You go first. Me? Yep. Why me? Because. Ladies first. And you're my lady. (laughs) Even though I love to hear the sound of my own voice. You go first. Um, Okay. Well, I think I separate it into two distinct memories, both with my father. The first one was me saying I wanted... um, (coughs) I don't know why, but I wanted some sort of like classical music because I I think I just wanted to like have like a CD or a tape or something like that. I grew up in the fucking eighties and nine late the eighties and nineties. I was born in 83. So, um, and I had a pretty strict upbringing for the first part of my childhood. Mormon. It's very, no, (laughs) not, we're not Mormons, but my dad was strict. Um, as far as what I was allowed to like listen to, but not really watch because it was the eighties. Weren't you guys Mennonites? No. Why do you keep saying that? I don't know. Are you trying to embarrass my family? No. <laughs> um, That's my family now. Oh my god! So, oh my god! I just did a dab. Um, he bought me at Walmart. I remember we picked out a bunch of Bach and Mozart. And Beethoven and Handel, even mm. that I never listened to, but was a tape. Okay. And oh, you got cassette tapes. Yeah, I got cassette tapes. And they're, who knows how much they were. Were they in those little rectangles? They were. Boxes that you Can opened? you believe I would? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been in a Walmart in a long time. I love, the, I love getting those and unwrapping them like, oh. oh, man, that's a forgotten medium for sure. Um. Yeah. All of my first music was. I even had Melancholy and Evident Sadness on cassette tape oh. and CD. Like I had, like I would buy like both. <laughs> but, um, oh my God. Then later, like I guess a couple years later. Oh, also during that time he bought me the, um, God, those story CDs that were so good. It was, I think it was Mr. Beethoven Lives Upstairs was oh, one. Oh yeah. And then Bach Comes to Call, I mm-hmm, think it was another mm-hmm. one. And, Oh, and and then what, another one was just the magic flute. So I loved the magic flute since I was like a baby. Okay, um, and those CDs are so good. You should make your kids listen to them. They're so good. I bet they're in pod. They've got to be in podcast form somehow. There's a reason why they choose Mozart for like those baby Einstein things. Like, there's a reason why they do that because it's <laughs> these are like stories where there's like great. voice actors that are no. telling kind of the life story of Beethoven and stuff, and then they're like juxtaposing it with music, and then the Bach when they it was juxtaposed with the music and then the Apollo no Voyager whatever whatever thing had all of our music yes, and voices on the, on the and golden languages. record on the gold record yes and it was so it was like space sounds and Bach talking yeah. and a ton of harpsichord and then like little kid actors it's the cutest fucking what thing I love the most is that when they sent Voyager into space they were like yeah cause aliens are gonna have fucking record players <laughs> Where it's a fucking needle that vibrates against grooves and that is interpreted into sound. That's the most ridiculous thing of all time. 
Right? I mean, like, they would have been better off sending magnetic tape. Like, like, because the, they had tape. They had reel-to-reel tape. That's more of a medium that an alien can be like, okay, I could get, wrap my brain around this because there's information on a line here. But this fucking vibrating needle bullshit, what? I don't know. Did they include a record player in the Voyager? Maybe they're... So. <laughs> <laughs> here, by the way, and here's some groovy headphones. <laughs> okay, so then a couple of years after that, I find I got the courage to ask for Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, which was uh, I love him, by the way. Okay, to my dad because he was so tickled pink by that I'm bad video. Where he's I'm fat, fat and you sad. He really liked that video a lot. So, so like my first like entrance into rock music was that I was out? or pop music that I was allowed to like listen to was weird. That's out. awesome. But then I also got him to get me the Presidents of the United States, which is the CD. Best. That's the best CD of all time. Um, and then kind of after that, I'd say like thirteen on, I was on my own and I would buy my own uh, albums and stuff all the time and I got whatever I wanted and he might make a rude and disparaging comment on them. <laughs> um, Did he make like a but fart sound or something? I remember <laughs> specifically he was like Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. How about Love Jesus? That's Raging Against the Machine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was like I'm sorry. <laughs> It is pretty much. Please put that down. <laughs> it is. I would just, I would juxtapose my purchases with a lot of like Led Zeppelin and like Pink Floyd and stuff. Yeah. So he couldn't really bitch too much. Like, look, oh my gosh, there's some class. I'm well-rounded here. I listen to Velvet Underground and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you, you checked it all out. Yes. That was my early childhood or an early teenage experiences. Mostly like my teenage experiences. That yeah. sounds pretty good. How about yours? Um, well, the first... You were telling me about your disc man. Yeah. So, when I was a young man, probably about the same age you were... David has an extensive musical background, just so everybody knows. But, yeah. So, I was, like, a musician, a young musician, and I played the trumpet and the cello since I was, like, five years old. And I, um, went to my mother when I was, like, around 13, and I said, Mom... Why don't you get me this Discman thing <laughs> for Christmas? And also, there's this set because there's a set, a uh, disc set of, um, you know, like educational discs where I could listen to things about, like, you know, the fundamentals of classical music. And mom was like, oh, okay. So, like, you know, in hindsight, it's like I, I realized I asked for the Discman, but no, n there was no information on this mysterious educational disc series. <laughs> that you were going to listen to? Right. So, my my mother kept our Christmas presents in her uh, closet in the bathroom. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And being a sneaky person, I went in there and I was like, haha, she got it. She got what I asked for. Thank you. So I saved my shekels and I went to the disc store in Kansas City, Missouri. It was like downtown at this fucking <coughs> crazy downtown, like expensive shopping center. And that was like one of the few CD stores, you know, it was like super cool. And it was like the 80s. And I um, bought my first CD, which is the Deutsch Grammophone Beethoven Symphony Number no. 1. 
Leonard Bernstein conducting the New York Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> oh my God, okay. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is the one. And it was silver, and in the middle it had, the, the CDR had this like weird rainbow prism light mm. graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't know why, the, how does that, I knew all about the symphony number one in Beethoven. I knew all about it. So I was like, that has nothing to do with the fucking symphony. So anyway, I had that night. So on Christmas, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then I instantly whipped out of nowhere my CD and plugged it <laughs> in. I was like, da, da, da. You know, I was like, nah. I loved it. It was my favorite. Um, so that's my first CD I ever bought. And then as the time went on, I listened to nothing but classical music. Um, I was obsessed with Christopher Hogwarts <laughs> Ancient Academy of Music series. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry to hear those words come out of my mouth, but why? <laughs> because um, it just sounds ridiculous. So anyway, um, because the, all the musicians played on the instruments, like if you were listening to the Beethoven Symphony Number no. Seven, which is the best one, you were listening to musicians play on the same instruments from that time period that existed then. So you know, it's a violin with a fucking different type of bow you know i mean like there's all kinds of weird shit that you just don't think about and there's brass instruments so in- instruments so you know anyway so it's pretty cool so i was in love with those but then be- when i grew up and i became like a teenager mm-hmm. then i started listening to the the police i was hardcore <laughs> into, the, into the police okay i got everything that they made on cassette tape i bought all i got all their b-sides um i would anytime i would go to a different town through activities through school i would sneak out in that town like their record shop and be like do you have any police b-side cassette tapes good sir yes and yes oh my god here you go here's bring on the night by sitting with the police and i was like yes i've never heard this so you know i mean i had all that shit <laughs> yes, and i was obsessed it. with it and then later into the future as time went on and cds and shit started coming out more prevalently as opposed to cassette tapes then I, too, purchased the monumental album, The Presidents of the United States of America album, which was entitled The Presidents of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And it was a great, it was probably one of my most favorite albums I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, from there, I, I have been a big fan of, like, minimalist music. Um, and I also like electronic music. I would get on iTunes when it first came out and stay up all night long listening to, um, they had, like, a weird um apple music when itunes first launched where you could listen to anything in their catalog for free and then it quickly ended but i would listen to astral works record label and listen to all their stuff which i found kid koala mm-hmm. and ninja tune records where i would listen to some djs and that is the kind of music that i like and now currently on this day in my he mute, likes robot sounds i like robot sounds however in the future now in the 21st century where i'm married to you I now listen to Beyonce, and I listen to everything you listen to. Yes. So I am a woman, and uh, I listen. Whoa. To, <laughs> I listen to Lana Del Rey. We saw and her. I listen to Beyonce. Oh. I mean, like I listen. I listen to all everything you listen to, really, and I love it. And I love it. So. Well. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Fuck you! I'll punch anyone who says that. So you listen to all sorts of junk. I Honest do. to God. But you I mean, listen to a ton of hip-hop. <laughs> only because you have introduced me to certain types of hip-hop that makes me so happy to listen to that I'm like, I never would have thought to listen to Lil Wayne because I thought he was a joke. Yeah. He's not a joke. 
Oh my God! Fuck no! President Don't even. Barack Obama respects <laughs> Lil Wayne and asks little children in elementary school, "Is like, you're gonna be a rapper? <laughs> Are you as good as Lil Wayne? Because if you're not, you better stay in school, right, honey?" <laughs> it was something awesome like that. It was something like you're probably not gonna be a Lil Wayne. The next Lil Wayne. <laughs> Which is like Barack Obama recognizes that Lil Wayne is the best. So come on. That was fucking hilarious. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> did you like my Barack that Obama may- impression? I th- You did all right, I, I guess. I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even try. Um, so that's it for me. I love Barack Obama. Um, I do too. My, I will say, add to that, that my obsessive band, How Yours Was the Police yes. or whatever, which I know nothing about. Oh. What era are the police from? Like the 80s? The, 80s? the straight up 80s, early 90s. But, you know, you've heard their music. Who's you, in the police? This, okay. Sting. Is okay. The, so Sting. Sting is the singer. Right. Okay. And then Stuart St- Copeland is the drummer who's the best drummer that's ever lived in the history of the world. Okay. And then finally we have Andy Summers, who is a guitar virtuoso who plays <laughs> with people like um, uh, Brian Eno. You know, people like that. Like those weird, like eclectic musicians who are like super geniuses. Like he'll play with David Byrne and shit. You know, like he's that guy. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Doing a dab over here. So anyway, my obsessive band like that where I bought everything was the Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. I too bought the Smashing Pumpkins. And I carried that into early adulthood. So now, early adulthood, favorite memories, anything? Early adulthood? Um, what what age range do you consider early adulthood? In your 20s? Uh-huh. Late 20s? Um... No, in my early twenties, I listened to a lot of like. I I had a lot of upheaval in my early twenties. I guess 20s. indie rock and stuff. You had a lot of upheaval. That's true. You stopped listening to music. Well, I. I did because my mother passed away, <laughs> and yes. I had to become instantly like take care of myself. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like I didn't really like. Music wasn't important to me at all. So I listened in the 90s. I listened to um, hardly anything. Gotcha. I don't think I remember a thing that I listened to in the 90s, to be perfectly honest with you. Wait, 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 wait. What about um, the Foo Fighters? Were they they in the 90s? Oh, yeah. I listened to that. I listened to them. Everything is going to be on Okay. Yeah. Did okay. you listen to them at all? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, but I don't dislike <laughs> Are you okay? Yes. I don't I don't dislike them. Are you all right over there? Yeah, I'm great. I think are, it's hilarious. Are you very high? Yeah, I'm having a great time actually. Um I will say I have loved Radiohead for a long oh, yeah. time. I love them too. And when I had my I actually attribute like life changing moments. So, yes, one was going to see Radiohead for Uh, my first and only time. I think when I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know, but I think I was like 29 or 28 or 30. No, because I turned 30 when I met you. Yeah. So it was it was I must have been 28. Please ignore my dog. And um, that was kind of like the beginning of my like 
I'm not happy and I'm going to change my life. And I, I think I'm going to probably get a divorce and I have to be okay with that. And, and all of that, I was having all of those feelings and emotions. And I, part of that was like going out by myself to go see Radiohead. Cause I, it was like unbelievable that they were going to be in Broomfield, which is like right by me and just such a weird little fucking place for Radiohead to play. It is weird. And um, I had like the most unbelievable time because I was by myself and I fucking got, I was the closest person like on the floor. Um, and the, I, just, I had the gate in front of me and that was it. No people. And I just had the best time and danced so much and was so happy and like was so close and got to like stare at all of them. And I couldn't believe it. And I'd loved Radiohead like, f you know, since I was a teenager, like an early teenager. So that was a big thing for me. And um, the other thing is that I brought in all my Radiohead music and I brought in um, speakers from home when I had Elizabeth, my second child, and I had that playing when I gave birth to her. Well, that's good. Did that help you through that pregnant, that birthing process? It did, because that process was a bitch, yeah. and it was super painful. I bet. She was my second baby. Well, I'm glad that you did that to quell yourself <laughs> and to, you know, settle yourself to, down into a place where you could bear the unimaginable pain of childbirth. Okay, next is lifelong <laughs> favorites and current faves. I said Radiohead. Um, I like I, Radiohead as well. I used to listen to Radiohead when I lived in Arizona. Yeah. And in my t 20s. Yeah. And I would put on Radiohead and I would drive through the horrible parts of town in the middle of the night. I would go visit my friend John and then I would get super high and then I would <laughs> get in my car and I would listen to either Bjork or Radiohead. Most of the times, right ahead. And I would uh, listen to OK Computer. Yeah. And I would drive through the bad sure. parts of town and look at, like, there was all kinds of just naughtiness going on. There's, like, you know, people punching and fighting each other. And, like, you don't want your car to work down in this part of town. And then, um, you know, there's just horrible things. And then, like, you get home and you're like, I made it. and Everything's okay. So, anyway, that's what I, I used to do. I don't know why I would do that. That was so silly now that I think back on it. Well, that was like a weird part of your life. <laughs> I, Ignore I the dog again, please. I guess it was. Um, I'm also really into, obviously, Beyonce. Oh, my God. You love Beyonce. Um, I also love Lana Del Rey uh, currently. And then for the, oh, my God, stop. For the last Sorry. few years. He's just parking right behind our heads. We choose we choose to podcast directly in front of two windows. Yeah. <laughs> which this is, is the best acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best choice. It's the worst choice in the whole house. It's like, you know, you got windows. Windows do not like they're not known for absorbing and bouncing sound off them. Well, I guess you have to remodel my house or something. No, one of these days. Or move our whole podcasting thing. One of these days. Oh my God. <laughs> um Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. I'm getting onto my thing of name five favorite things of all time. Should uh. I just do that and you'll do yours? Yes. Or do you want to do yours? I'm gonna no, you gotta go first because I'm gonna make mine up on the spot. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> well and I said of all time. I and that's you. it's hard this is a terrible question because you know, especially if you've listened to music for a long time, you have different memories. and Of course. You got way more than five. 
Um, so you can just choose five. Let's just say they're not your top five because that's too much pressure. How about just choose five? Okay, so I said Radiohead and Idiotech, which is one of my favorite Radiohead songs. Okay. And they cl- I want to say they closed their show out in Broomfield with it. And I, oh my God, it just, it's so long and weird. And everybody's just dancing their brains out. And it's so loud and it's cool and nonsensical. And um, it's the best. And I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite songs. It's a good it's, one. So you can listen to it, um, the album version, obviously. And then like the studio version, I'm sorry. And then like them doing it live. There's just differences, and it's just very, very cool. It was so cool to watch happen. I just wanted to die. I was so happy. <clears throat> and then I'll say my top favorite Lana Del Rey songs. Okay. Which this bitch does not make a song that I don't like. I like every fucking song that she has. And actually, there were like there was one with one of the Lennon, the Sean Lennon, that I, and yeah, then also yeah. Stevie Nicks. I was like, I can't deal with you two. Yeah. So I just I just quietly remove them from my album playlist, yeah, and then okay. I to me they don't even exist. And then, but anyway, other than like those one or two, I put like every single Lana Del Rey song on a big playlist called Lana All Day. And it's so which, which good. Which sounds like Lana Del Rey. And it sounds so good. She just, uh, it's the chillest, sexiest music to listen to. She's hypnotic. And once you get over your weird feelings about like baby voice or daddy issues and think of it more as like Hollywood and um, people with lots of money and it becomes like, you know, sexy. I like it. I like the way you say that. That's how I've always felt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see you if you're thinking, my brother was like, should I listen to her? Because I was playing her on the way and I was like, you should. She's just girly and so fun. It's pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed listening to her. So I love her perspective. Um, but my top favorite songs are Money, Power, and Glory. And Fucked My Way to the Top. Come on, really? Those are my two that's favorites. That's a real song that's called that. that. And it's fucking like such a call-out song. It's and a good one. so beautiful. Really good. She's like singing in her highest range. And um, I just love it. It makes me want to cry. My brain's out. I love it so much. And then she makes songs that literally do make me want to cry. And I love her dumb lyrics. They've become so much more refined as she's matured as an artist. And I even like, I, I love her first album too. Oh, that's a good one. It's so good. And uh, yeah, she can do anything and I will love it. I think, and I also think she's so beautiful. It like, it's, I think she's jaw droppingly beautiful. So she's my ultimate girl crush. Um, I like it when Lana Del Rey month comes around in our house and then it's just like <laughs> playing all the time. That's and first like, of all, oh, it's just summer, like it's nice. summer and Lana Del Rey. I mean, there might be some playing tonight. There might be, but right now I'm in my, my house of, uh, Beyonce and back on my five favorites of all yep, time. Yep. Yep. And I'll say Beyonce's lemonade. The whole album it's is very good. Tremendous. And it's an it's astounding accomplishment. Absolutely. You watch the video 
album. It was it's a visual album, is what it's or visual song. I don't fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> fucking watch it. Good. It there's like spoken word and like it's just the most beautiful thing ever, and really powerful and good. And she's the best. And talk I love a, her. Talk what? about an artist that every single thing that the next thing she does is better than the last thing she did. That's rare. You don't see that anymore, man. Man, while popping out children, it's... Yeah. And being super private and awesome about them and just being all about, like, their comfort and security. Those people are fucking mad props to that family. They're great people. And to Beyonce. Okay, anyway, next is... (laughs) I know, I just want to move on. Is Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, so good. That's my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. my favorite, too. Um, My favorite, too. And my favorite song... Like, uh, on that album is Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst. That's a good one. We should listen to that tonight, too. But you're right. I mean, like, that album's amazing. Well, your grandma stay. <laughs> I mean, like, ugh, never mind. It's just I a wonderful. talk about it. It's very good. It's great from start to finish. It's a great album. And then that song in particular, like, just super kind of solidifies, like, this person's, like, scope and talent and perspective it's like very good very very good um and then my last one is the is Le Miserable which we're gonna go see next month oh my god we are aren't we when the ticket uh, when we come back the Sunday we come back honey we come back on Saturday yeah and then we go on Sunday oh that'll be nice I'm excited about that um can you believe it I can't We've made it. We've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to Le Miserable. He bought those for my anniversary. It sure did. Yeah. Uh, which was in March. And it so sure now did. it's coming upon us. Le Mis just is so great. And you can sort of enjoy it with your kids a little bit. And it yeah. is a little naughty in some parts, oh, though. Of course. Uh, it's there's very a, good. Though. You've, all, you've always loved it. The yeah, entire that's a, time I've known you. Oh, my God. Yes. So, oh, I also am going to add a sixth one is Florence and the Machine. Oh, my God. Of course. Critical music for me when I was going through my uh, very early midlife stage (laughs) and divorce. I was like all about seeking like healing and empowerment and being on my own and independence and like making a big choice. And I love that music for that. So there. What's yours? Five favorite musical things of all time. Do it. But are you high? Do you need to get high first? No, I'm super high. Um, okay. Well, damn. Okay. I'm just going to randomly, th- like you said earlier, these are not, this isn't like, oh, this is my absolute favorite. You're just saying things that you really enjoy. Yeah. Okay. And are remembering at okay. this moment all because right. you're freestyling and sometimes that's, you know. It's, it's rough. Okay, so I'm going to say oh my God, I'm fucked up right one now. of my favorite ones and my earliest memories of loving something was uh, the band called Sig Zig Sputnik. Um, and it was, um, they had a video on MTV. What? And I think their first, it was called Love Rocket X11 or something. And it was like one of those songs like, you know, it's one of those. It's like punk rock and like new oh. new wave and shit. Da, 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 okay. You know, like Billy Idol, like gotcha. Came from a band like that, so I like that. Okay. Um, and then I also like. Um, I'm gonna skip right over that police thing because I already talked about that. But I mean, <laughs> I do. I also did enjoy Radiohead quite a bit. 
Um, I really enjoyed it and I loved it. And I would say one of my favorite songs is going to be called Pounds and Pence. I like that song. And I also like that, uh, what is it, the national anthem? Uh-huh. Yes. Because I like I very much like instrumental songs. I'm not really a um, lyricist of any kind at all. So I listened to music for the instrumental portions yeah. of things because I was a musician and that I which I no longer am at all. And that is um what I used to be into. Um so there's that. And then I also enjoy, of course, Beethoven. Uh my favorite all-time piece by Ludwig Be- Beethoven would have to be the seventh symphony. Um and if you haven't ever heard it, you should just run right out there and listen to it because it's the best. I mean, it's like in his lifetime, that's the part where he was like almost 100% deaf, but also experiencing everything that you'd know about him in his life at the same time. So it's him interp. I mean, like it's it it encompasses everything about his majestic interpretation of the Ninth Symphony and all. Is this all the, the sad way. one? It is very sad. It's like it's I like know if it. you could pick one on the timeline, it's like it it's all his emotions. Everything you know and love about Beethoven rolled into one. So that's my interpretation of the Seventh Symphony. I encourage you to go out and listen to it. Um, if you're not familiar with classical music, um, a great, just a good old standby is the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, where Serge Schulte as the conductor, or the New York um, Philharmonic with Leonard Bernstein as the conductor. Those two, are, in my opinion, are like the best. There's also Zubin Mehta who is an amazing conductor from the Chicago Symphony. So check those out. Um, Another thing that I really enjoy listening to is also weird, crazy, funky music. And I like a band called Panda Bear. Mm -hmm. And um, they are part of a band called the Animal Collective, which sounds ridiculous. (laughs) But um, that the Animal Collective also produced produced one i think it's called brothers um it's very good and they're they're the kind of songs that just go on for like 80 minutes and it's just like you know like layers and layers of sound coming in and out they're like it's basically what they are is they're like djs who have like taken it to a new level where it's just like they're blending sounds and layers and layers and sounds so anyway i like panda bear and i like that um that's on the gta soundtrack the uh what's his name you know the guy orange channel orange Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean. So he made his favorite albums on his GJ channel. And that one of his songs is like uh, Mr. Noah, which is one of my favorite songs. That one song. So when that comes on when I'm playing, he's yeah. like, oh, my God, that's my favorite song. It's one of my favorites. And it's that's like, my jam. It sounds like the Beach Boys mixed with um, electronic music, kind of. I guess that's the only way I can explain it. And then finally, I would say my, in my ending... Um, my last thing that I would say that I really enjoy listening to, uh oh, would be um, I guess I got to pick some kind of like hip hop music because I really enjoy listening to at all hip hop music. So my favorite, <laughs> I guess, is gonna have to be um, of all time is like I also like Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Hey, get out of here! There's a big dog here right now, um, and I remember listening to that with you in our car the first time and i you do uh, when i did when we were driving up to the mountains and um we also li- listened to uh what's it called section 80 mm-hmm. we listened to that as well and that's where the guy goes hey keisha come over to the yes car. um but i like good kid Ben city and then it wasn't until recently when you pointed out that podcast that dissect 
podcast where the guy like breaks apart Kendrick Lamar's albums that I realized how amazing the good kid mad city is. And like, you're like going through a day in his life because I don't ever listen to the words cause I'm an idiot. But now I was forced to, and I loved it. So that's it for me. Meow. Meow. Here comes our kitty cat. She's strutting over. Um, all right. Well, I'm really high and we have to do a live session soon. So Hold that's it for our media time. Yeah, that's it. It's um, a long one. I'm sorry. What's going on in Dave's Crow? Are you so high? I'm pretty high. What um, are we going to do? How are we going to do this session? Oh my God, I feel fine. I feel like I could, can, can you have to lead help. us into victory. You have to help me if we can't figure it out technically. It's no problem. I can totally help you. So, you know there's always problems. Yeah, life is filled with problems, but we're going to be fine. So listen. What? What's going on in your Let man? me tell you what's going to grow. Tomorrow morning, you are invited to the harvest trim. Yay! I get to trim weed all fucking day. It's going to be cool. We're going to watch Blues Brothers. Yeah, we'll watch that all day. Um, so t- we are pulling down my 4x4 tent, which is filled with an embarrassment of a grow. But... Um, it's not that bad. It's bad. It's like like so. It's mostly hemp. I saw it. It's mostly hemp, and um, I am learning how to grow hemp. It's much different from growing cannabis or weed. I, I mean, like hemp technically is cannabis, but hemp is a different animal because it cannot take nutrients. And like, if you feed it nutrients, like if you train it to like eat nutrients, like a cannabis plant that we have cultivated and forced into submission over the past several decades to grow inside. Our our cannabis plants are like give me the give me the steroid nutrients, but the hemp plant is new. It's from outdoors. It's like I can't take this shit. Fuck you. Give me some normal like just feed me some earthworms or some shit. I don't know. So anyway, I'm starting to really think like the best way to grow hemp is in soil with a like in you know, like a fox farms type nutrient like soil, a, which is what I started out with originally because it's like. It's used to being outdoors. It's not used to being cold. The strains that we're seeing today are, I mean, like I could beat it in submission with like science and nutrient mixing, but I don't, I don't know if I have time for all that. So anyway, um, they're all burnt and all the leaves are burnt. And Catherine and I are mostly going to be tr- like uncovering big fat buds from dried shriveled leaves tomorrow. Um, I look forward to it. I do too, because I, I chopped down one plant today, and it's like once you get rid of all the garbage, then it's just like, oh, look at these giant colas, look just like majestic, beautiful weed, and it's yeah. hemp, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be smoking that stuff, squishing it, making our own CBD tinctures, everything. I love it. Um, And then in my other beautiful experimental tent, I have got some gorgeous weed going on there. I've got those mandarin cookies in the Rainmaker, and they are just like, this is the first time I've grown that kind of weed that... When you first start growing, you're like, I wish I could grow purple weed with different colors of the rainbow. And I've got different colors of the rainbow. I've got those like pistols are turning like red and curling up. And then there's white goo behind that. I mean, like there's trichomes like bouncing off your face. I mean, like it's those kind of pictures. And um, man, it's just something to look at. It's it's amazing. I love it. I'm excited. Um, so we're going to have some primo, as they say, fireweed. Um, <laughs> who says this you know people, people say the word fire all the time now um, oh my god okay it's lit 
Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's what's going on in my grill. We're going to do that tomorrow. Forever. I'm excited. I like this doing that kind of thing. Is that it? Is that's that it? it? That's what's going on in Dave's grill. All right, guys. I guess we'll report back on our harvest next week. We sure will. And that's what's going on in Blaze Blow. Blow. baby well we're at the end that's it well i love you guys thanks for listening we got to sober up freshen up do a live sesh make some dinner wash it up brush our teeth go to bed comb our hair and and you know put on the ritz um that's it mom and dad are stoned is made by (laughs) us david and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Check out our membership site at housefeneaton.com. Follow us at Twitter at mom, the letter N, dad, the letter R, stoned. Follow David on Instagram at coweedgrower. And follow Catherine on Instagram and Twitter at the, at the fuck. It's okay. <laughs> at the stoner mom. Support the show by leaving us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe to Mom and Dad are Stone so you never miss an episode. We love you guys. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, please remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every day. Every day. Bye. Bye.